This is the Signal Cafe where we connect with the people, info, and resources that you need to be successful in agile, product, and lean startup thinking. And today we're speaking with Henry, agile coach, startup coach, founder, and head of product at Scribe. Also the author of the upcoming book, Why Your Startup is Failing. And the big letters are actually, your startup is failing. Um, Henry, how do, you, how do you pronounce your last name? How do you pronounce your name? Uh, Latham, so Henry Latham. Latham, awesome. Yeah, some people, some people find it a little tricky, Latham and Latham. I should have asked that before we started rolling. No, no, it's all good, no worries. I have it so, a lot. <laughs> so tell the listeners a little bit about you. What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? Uh, what's your background? Yeah, sure. So I um, I really got into product like seven years ago when I was at university in the UK. So I sort of, well, yeah, I definitely stumbled into it. There was there was no plan. <laughs> but uh, I mean, essentially, I, I was studying in Spain in 2012, 13. And whilst there, I sort of started um, learning Portuguese for self-teaching. And I ended up going to Brazil for three months and sort of traveling by myself, like trying to learn the language. And actually, whilst there, because particularly traveling alone and doing a sort of three-day boat trip down the Amazon by myself, like you have a lot of time to think, um, too much time to think. So I was there sort of on this boat, not really able to talk to anyone, started coming up with the concept for the, my first business called Backtracker, which is essentially a, a travel app for, you know, plotting your journey as you go, like ping, uh, pinning suggestions from, you know, your, your, your own suggestions, other people's, your friends. You could stay in touch with friends, like see their journeys. You know, so say if, if you, uh, Jack, went, you know, traveling last year to Brazil, I'm going this year, I can sort of use your trip for inspiration. Sure. Um, so I had this, like, you know, exciting idea, went back to university um, with, yeah, studying politics and Spanish. So, so not, not very tech friendly. Um, so, yeah, I had no idea what to do. Sort of gradually, you know, learning, 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 put a team together of, of five people including two developers. And so I was like <laughs> trying to do my finals that year. Did you call it finals? You know, final year. Yeah, of yeah. Right, so quite like a big thing. But obviously I had this, this business idea. And I was like, this is way cooler. This is way cooler than learning about like 15th century Spanish literature. So, um, yeah, so I started, as I said, got two developers involved. And then we, we you know, we, we realized, well, we need some sort of like design and, like how how do we how do we do this? Like what is you know what what is this thing going to be and how does it work? So I really then you know had to obviously take take that role and say like shit we need um you know we need design we need product right so so started self teaching during my final year um, and we yeah we launched just after finals well I think it was a few days just after yeah so it's you know trying to balance like doing these quite important exams with learning to you know learning to design learning to manage product and actually launching product um and yeah so we launched um end of that summer and got like an initial boost so we got an app store feature and we're like wow this is awesome like 10,000 downloads in a week but very quickly realized that we had no idea really like how product worked and I had not put the work in and essentially, we, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd followed a complete waterfall approach where me, you know, ego and all of this excitement was blinding me really to, you know, to, to how 
you know, to, was this a good idea? Were we solving a real problem? Was this a solution? Was a solution we can make money from? So this sort of first year of that business was really just chaos and like waterfall and just huge amount of learning that, you know, ego can really kill your business and also not, you know, not thinking and not being strategic can really kill your business. So then the second year of that, luckily, we got into an accelerator program in London. So this is when I was living back in London after university. And we, um, yeah, we got into this accelerator program and suddenly we're like, oh, my God, this is like actually how startups should work. Because we had this network of mentors and other startups, right? So, you know, I, I, every week I'd be speaking with like two pretty senior heads of product, like some management consultants business development, all of this stuff, like guys that, you know, knew their stuff. And um, very quickly, we started like implementing like agile practices, agile methodologies, like, you know, a sprint, for example, sure. we started following the lean startup methodology as a team. And we started to see some improvements. But actually, one of the, the huge learnings for me, and one thing I, I, you know, I'll go into later about what I observe now, really, with agile, is that we, you know, we were doing all of the things, like the sort of visible, tangible stuff, right? You know, measuring story points, like estimating, you know, giving ourselves a pat on the back each week if we if we got got done what we defined at the beginning of the week. But my my big learning was that we we weren't, you know, with a new venture, you have to make these big leaps and answer very big strategic questions. You know, as I said, like, is there demand for this product? Firstly, um what problem are we solving specifically with the solution? How can we obviously build and iterate that solution to get to a point where people um, use it and pay for the product? So, yeah, end of second one, we, we, you know, again, we were sort of starting to make a bit of progress, but, you know, it ran out of money because at that point we'd had two years of, of um, I won't say the F word, but a lot of F ups, let's say, like just a lot of mistakes. Um, that were obviously dragging us, you know, slower, 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 and making little progress. And we, yeah, closed that company sort of two years after. And as I said, I sort of had this moment where it's like identity crisis, first of all, because suddenly your your purpose is gone. You know, the thing you've got up for every day, the thing you put money in, the thing you've got investment around, um, and you know, you posted to family and friends like, you know, this is the next big thing, etc. Suddenly, yeah. that you know is, is ripped away from you in a way so i had that sort of you know sense of loss and like you know mild depression in terms of, you know well you know what can i do next like what is you know what i have no value because this thing fell and then obviously like a day after that you start actually reflecting and realizing there's a huge amount of learning there but one of the big learnings i got out of it is like well you know first year of that business we <laughs> made a lot of avoidable mistakes essentially following waterfall like, so I said, you know, well, that was obviously stupid looking back on it, you know, with the learning. But the second year was more interesting because, again, we, you know, we had everything on our side. I had some investment. We had really good network around us. But so my learning was like, well, what is, you know, what is the thing that made us fail or could make us succeed? And for me, it struck me really that, like, yes, um, agile theory and lean startup theory makes a huge amount of sense. Right, in terms of, okay, we, you know, we, we don't know what we're doing. Like a startup is inherently uncertain, and therefore we need a strategic approach to like answering, as I said, you know, what problem are we solving? What solution can we build? Can we make money from that solution? But it seemed that it wasn't working in practice because on one side you had you had that theory, but on the other, 
we had this sort of startup culture that celebrated like you know work six seven six seven days a week like 12 hours a day like push 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 get more stuff done and it seemed to me it's like well we did all that stuff and it didn't really help us because we again on reflection or in hindsight we, I, I realized you know we well, we did not answer these big strategic assumptions you know, we jumped to this conclusion, like, let's build this awesome like travel thing. You can put pins down, blah, blah, blah. But uh, as I said, we didn't, we didn't research it. We didn't go about it in the right way. And we didn't think high level enough. Sure. So, so really since then, the last six years, I have, you know, always had in mind starting a second business. And for me, it's always really been, um, you know, I've been working as a freelancer, like now senior designer, senior sort of product leader. Um, and my journey has always been sort of asking this question, like what makes companies fail? What makes them succeed? How can I sort of cultivate those traits and um, those characteristics to sort of, of help me succeed? So, yeah, that's got me to where I am now, which is, you know, I've just published a book, as you said. Well, sorry, not publisher. So when does it come out? <laughs> uh, end of June, it will be out. Um, awesome. For listeners, I'll I'll leave a link actually at the end for you to, to pass on to listeners. You can get the first awesome. chapter for free um, and join the mailing list so you get notified about the launch. Yeah, so I, so I wrote that book really as a sort of uh, initially just, you know, what is my philosophy on it? What have I learned over six years and how can I share that with other people? Um, and because that has really come from, as I said, this learning working in lots of different companies, seeing both things that have seemed to you know be common factors in failure and common factors of success and now what what i'm doing is applying sort of that that philosophy um into scribe you know where i'm head of product where we you know it's a four-person team but we we like that we want it to be small we don't want to take on investment we um you know want to grow it to simply yep. a profitable business that solves a problem for a specific use case i.e experienced journalists you know, people that want to explore their thoughts get their thoughts down um because yeah a lot of my learning has been that you know things like taking on investment comes with it it, it changes the type of business you're going to be building which again is a question people don't ask themselves sure yeah it's a lot of outside influence and sometimes it's good in the form of mentors and in the form of talking to people with a ton of experience who are asking the right questions and having you ask and answer the right questions and sometimes it's I'm sure distracting. Yeah, exactly. It depends. It depends what, where you're at in life and like what type of business you want to build. As you said like we had a huge amount of value going into an accelerator program, which yeah, essentially they they take some percentage of the company. But um, yeah, it depends. You know what type of company you want to build. And for me, it's something that I can manage. You know that is manageable. Where you know people face to face. Where I can also balance my time effectively and you know do things. You know hobbies. You know, like I like meditating mid-afternoon, I like going for a walk with my dog, this type of stuff, um, which becomes very difficult, you know, if you're, if you're pursuing growth and fame and fortune, all of these things. 80-hour weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more common in the US, I imagine, as well. I imagine it, the problem is more... It's fairly common. Very <laughs> celebrated. <laughs> Sometimes. And, and I think it also kind of speaks to the hero myth that I've heard you talk about on, on your YouTube channel about the overnight success, right? The overnight entrepreneur where <laughs> you, know, you put in 80 hour weeks for six months 
and you get a billion dollar valuation or whatever the hero myth might yeah. be. Um, yeah. It's not simple. So I want to I want to touch on patience and time and Tolstoy uh, eventually um, or, or in just a few minutes. But getting back to Agile. So you you got into the accelerator and you were working with mentors and you started running sprints and you started doing Agile and learning about lean startup thinking and Agile thinking. And it was good, but it didn't work perfectly, right? Or, or it, it missed some things. And on other teams that you've worked with, you noted that, I mean, everybody's doing Agile, right? Agile is a huge buzzword. Lean startup is everywhere. Agile is everywhere. And it works some places and it, and it doesn't work others in others. And I've read a bunch of your blogs and watched your YouTube videos on anti-agile or agile, you know, why it doesn't work. What are, what are some of, talk a little bit more in detail about agile methodologies. What do you think it is in a nutshell and why do a lot of teams miss the mark when trying to do agile or be agile rather? You've been listening to the Signal Cafe and this was part one of our interview with Henry Latham. In the next episode, we'll get more into the details of why Agile theory quite often does not translate well in practice. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and check out our detailed show notes at signal.cafe forward slash four.